practices, to find the necessary facts for any intelligent legislation on monopoly, on price fixing, and on the relationship between big business and medium-sized business and little business. Different from a great part of the world, we in America persist in our belief in individual enterprise and in the profit motive, but we realize we must continually seek improved practices to ensure the continuance of reasonable profits, together with scientific progress, individual initiative, opportunities for the little fellow, fair prices, decent wages, and continuing employment. The Congress has coordinated the supervision of commercial aviation and airmail by establishing a new Civil Aeronautics Authority, and it has placed all postmasters under the civil service for the first time in our national history. The Congress has set up the United States Housing Authority to help finance large-scale slum clearance and provide low-rent housing for the low-income groups in our cities. And by improving the Federal Housing Act, the Congress has made it easier for private capital to build modest homes and low-rental dwellings. The Congress has properly reduced taxes on small corporate enterprises and has made it easier for the Reconstruction Finance Corporation to make credit available to all business. I think the bankers of the country can fairly be expected to participate in loans where the government, through the RFC, offers to take a fair portion of the risk. So too, the Congress has provided additional funds for the Works Progress Administration, the Public Works Administration, the Rural Electrification Administration, the Civilian Conservation Corps and other agencies in order to take care of what we hope is a temporary additional number of unemployed at this time and to encourage production of every kind by private enterprise. All of these things together I call our program for the national defense of our economic system. It is a program of balanced action, of moving on all fronts at once in intelligent recognition that all of our economic problems of every group and of every section of the country are essentially one problem. Finally, because of increasing armaments in other nations, and, in, and an international situation which is definitely, definitely disturbing to all of us, the Congress has authorized important additions to the national armed defense of our shores and our people. On one other important subject, the net result of a struggle in the Congress has been an important victory for the pe people of the United States. What might well be called a lost battle which won a war. You will remember that a year and a half ago nearly, on February 5th, 1937, I sent a message to the Congress dealing with the real needs of federal court reforms of several kinds. In one way or another, during the sessions of this Congress, the ends I spoke of, the real objectives sought in that message have been substantially attained. The attitude of the Supreme Court towards constitutional questions is entirely changed.
Its recent decisions are eloquent testimony of a willingness to collaborate with the two other branches of government to make democracy work. The government has been granted the right to protect its interests in litigation between private parties when the constitutionality of federal statutes is involved and to appeal directly to the Supreme Court in all cases involving the constitutionality of federal statutes. And no single judge is any longer empowered to suspend a federal statute on his sole judgment as to its constitutionality. Justices of the Supreme Court may now retire at the age of 70 after 10 years of service, and a substantial number of additional judgeships have been created in order to expedite the trial of cases. And finally